0: That was such a great communion, Laurie. It's what my whole sermon's about. Kind of amazing how God works, isn't it? It's great that He just affirms and confirms things through um more than one person. So I have been listening, is this in the middle? Gonna be OCD like Pastor Andrew. <laughs> I have been listening to Waymaker all week, just over and over and over again. And um, I think I've even been disturbing my neighbours listening to Waymaker and singing Waymaker and um, just kind of shouting out to Jesus and getting really excited about how amazing God is. So um, so this morning, I'm going to share a little bit about that. First of all, I really want to congratulate everybody that got baptised. That's just such an extraordinary thing, just stepping into a deeper place with God and affirming your faith and and just wanting more intimacy and greater encounters and just continuing to walk with God is a beautiful thing. So congratulations. It's kind of really cool how the baptisms happened because um, about a month ago we were planning our, well, we've We've planned the whole term for youth, but um, we planned a night where we would have someone come and share their testimony. So since Crystal and Chris have had their beautiful baby, we are just helping out a little bit. So we had down testimony, but we actually didn't know who was going to come and share a testimony. And a couple of weeks before that was going to happen, I was kind of like, hmm, really should find someone to share a testimony. Might be a really good idea to do that, Melanie. So um, Pastor Andrew and I are kind of a little bit older than we were years ago when we did youth, and we don't quite have as many youth connections as we used to have. So I started talking to God, and I said, who do you want to share their testimony, God? You have to tell me, because... I have no clue. And who knows, it's actually really good to have no clue with God because then God can speak to you and give you the answer. If you have it all worked out, then it kind of removes him from the picture. So I said, God, I really don't know what we're going to do or who we're going to use, but I would really love the youth to hear a really powerful testimony. So um, as I was praying about that over a few days, I picked up Ben Hughes' book, which is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't read it, you should read read it. It's brilliant. And the first part of the book is all about his testimony and things that he went through at school and just extreme bullying that he suffered, absolutely horrendous. I, I went home to my husband and I said, oh, you need to read this book because Ben Hughes got bullied even more than you got bullied. So, so after talking about that, I said it would be so good for our youth to be able to hear his testimony. Has he got it on YouTube? Can we Google it? So we Googled it. And we couldn't find anything. So I said, you know what? Let's inbox him. Let's contact him. Let's ask him if he's got something online. So we contacted him and he got back to us straight away. It was amazing. And he said, I don't have anything, but I'll actually record something for your youth. So we recorded something for youth. We played it at youth. And um, the next thing you know, we had two of our youth getting baptised. So that's really cool. And Kaz getting baptised. So, you know, um, I just love that the year is kind of finishing this way. I love that God saves the best for last, you know, because this morning would probably be my highlight of the year. (laughs) And um, it kind of reminds me a little bit about life because sometimes you kind of have to get through the yucky stuff and the tough stuff and the hard stuff to, to get to the really good stuff. And it's a little bit like God, isn't it? We don't want to give up halfway before we actually see that breakthrough that he's wanting to bring. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a romantic movie, yeah? You have to watch the whole movie to get to the good ending don't you you have to go through you know the ups the downs in the relationship the misunderstandings the heartbreak the forgiveness to actually get to the really good part you've got to watch like a two-hour movie to get to the two-minute ending I always think that the ending should be so much longer because we have to go through all of the stuff To get to the really good ending, they should prolong the ending and prolong the ending. I waited two hours to see this, and now it's going to be over in two minutes. So, I would really like romantic movies to be extended. But um, I'm so thankful to Jesus. I really am. I'm just so overwhelmed by His goodness, and that out of a really tough year personally, that He has just brought so much beauty. So, I want to share about the Waymaker this morning, and I love those words. He's the Waymaker. The miracle worker, our promise keeper, our light in the darkness, that's who he is. And as I was listening to this song and singing this song and shouting this song and kind of, I was even in my sauna doing that. Do you know you can have amazing worship sessions in your sauna? I was like singing and singing and worshipping and sweating at the same time. So very healthy. I was looking after my physical body and I was looking after my spirit. So just a side note, I do have a sauna. If you ever want to use it, you can just text me. (laughs) Anyway, so as I was worshipping and just spending time with God, he said, you know what? I just want you to share some testimony on Sunday. I want you to share some testimony about what I've been doing in your life lately. And I love testimony because it's really just what God's done in your life. You know, We have this big word, testimony, but it really is just about what God's doing in your life and what God has done in your life. And the thing about testimony is when we share to- testimony, it kind of creates this platform for God to be able to do the same thing in somebody else's life. So if you listen to Bill Johnson, he will often share a lot of testimony about miracles he's seen, and healings he's seen before he begins to share a message because as he shares that, it actually lifts the level of faith in the room and releases testimony to happen to other people. So I'm going to share my, some of my testimony this morning and I'm going to believe that God is going to do the same but even greater things in you. So I didn't tell Bree this, but Bree, a couple of weeks ago, you're just part of the testimony. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I believe it might have actually been an overflow that Brie was sharing that she had back pain. And um, and Grace came and spoke to me afterwards and said, God told me to go pray for Brie's back because she felt like the Holy Spirit said, go pray. And there was going to be a realigning of your legs as she prayed. So Grace said to me, when God said that, she kind of chickened out the first week. But obviously the Holy Spirit kept speaking all week. Because we came to church the next Sunday and Grace really felt compelled to pray so we sat down with Brie and we prayed and as we were praying um, her legs actually adjusted and one we sat down and we measured her legs and one leg was shorter than the other so Grace began to pray and as Grace was praying they actually came into alignment it was phenomenal so yeah it's good isn't it and, and obviously, Grace prayed for that because she's either experienced that miracle herself or she has seen someone experience that miracle. I know that I went through a really similar thing years and years ago. We had a man called Andrew Kubala who has a phenomenal healing ministry. And um, he's been healed from cancer twice, one as a young man and then older. And he came one day, and I had had chronic back pain for years and years. I would lay down in bed and I would be in pain and I just could not get rid of it. So he came visiting and ministering to us one day when we were in Melbourne and he got me to sit on a chair and prayed for me and this incredible warmth went all down my back and he lifted my legs up and as he prayed, my legs, one of my legs actually grew and they came into alignment. So I love that um, that the supernatural is completely natural for God, yeah? So... God's amazing because sometimes we think the supernatural is kind of really freaky or really weird. But the supernatural is actually the realm that God operates in. And it's very, very natural for God. So things that may seem at times unnatural for us are completely natural for God. You know, when we're struggling with illness the first thing that we experience or see or hear is not always God saying, I want to bring healing to your life, yeah? It's not by your stripes I am healed. Often we are suffering with the pain. We are suffering with the sickness. We don't always see what God wants to do because when God looks at us, he actually looks at a person that he wants to make well, yeah? And when we're, um, when we're grieving and we're kind of thrown around by storms and life is throwing us around a little bit, joy and peace are not always the things that first flow out of us, are they? But they are the gifts that God wants to give us. Now, when we are at the IGA the other day, well, driving to the IGA the other day and my awesome son wanted to buy chewing gum for school When I was still parking in the car park and he saw his friends in the store, he's loving me at this moment, absolutely loving me. And I was still trying to park the car and I haven't given him money yet. And he saw his friends in the store in the checkout area, love and joy and peace were not naturally flowing out of him towards me, yeah? There was a lot of frustration with his mother for not moving quicker. So when we feel God... When we feel like something's got a hold on us and it's bigger than us and we just can't break free from it, the first thing we are not thinking is what God says, that when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. We are thinking this is too big, it's too heavy, it's too huge, it's consuming me and God just declares those words over us, when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed, yeah? God has already set us free from things that we feel have got a hold on us. We may not be walking in it yet. We we may not be physically walking in that yet. But God has set us free, totally set us free. And he sees us walking in that freedom, living in that freedom, talking in that freedom. That's what God has. Now, the enemy, he loves to tell us, doesn't he? So good at it. He loves to tell us that our things are way too big. They're bigger than God. They're bigger than everything. They're insurmountable. There is no way that this stuff can be healed or conquered or overcome. He just loves to lie to us and lie to us and lie to us. And he says this is bigger than God. But you know what? The truth is God is so much bigger, so much huger, so much more extraordinary than anything we are facing, yeah? I love Isaiah 26.3. It says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Yeah. Because God is so much bigger than anything we face. Sometimes it's just where we choose to place our eyes. Sometimes it's just where we choose to place our focus. Sometimes it's just where we're giving our attention to so what are your thoughts fixed on this morning what's taking up all your attention what's had your attention this week hebrews 12 verse 2 says fix our eyes on jesus yeah fix your eyes on jesus Fix your eyes on Jesus. I think we need to tell ourselves that over and over and over again every single day. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Do you know why God says that? Because he knows our eyes can get fixed on a whole lot of other stuff. Our thoughts, our attention, our gaze can end up in a whole lot of different places but the answer to our journey with God the answer to us becoming everything that God has called us to be is fixing our eyes on him because then we see through his eyes don't we you know I love the song that says turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace It's kind of amazing when you focus on Jesus, how your perspective changes a little bit, isn't it? It's kind of amazing when you focus on Jesus that those things that were so overwhelming and so huge and so heartbreaking and so difficult, and don't get me wrong, things are hard. You know, life is full of challenges. Life is full of heartache, Life is full of disappointment. Life is full of struggles. There is a whole lot of things that we go through that are not overly pleasant, yeah? They're not fun. I get that, yeah? I totally get that. I am not immune from that. I recognise that all of those things are hard. But I also recognise that when we fix our eyes on Jesus, our perspective changes. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, we're looking for what he wants to do and how he wants to move and what he wants to speak into the things that we're walking through. Yeah? Because God's truth, and I love this, is that we can have peace in the storm. God's truth, is that we can experience joy even when we are faced by, God's greatest, by life's greatest challenges. God's truth is that he can heal all the broken places in your heart. I love that song today, that God is healing our hearts, yeah? It may not be normal. It's definitely not normal according to the world. <laughs> you know, it's definitely not normal to what other people might tell us. But God's normal is that he heals our hearts, yeah? The supernatural is natural for God and the supernatural should be our natural. It's not normal to find rest when everything around you is causing you unrest. It's not natural to find peace when there are things that are upsetting you, distressing you, worrying you, concerning you. When you're stressed out and things in life are not going according to plan, it's not normal to be peaceful. It's not normal to be joyful. But what if we could discover something different? What if we could walk in that joy? What if we could walk in that peace? What if we could walk in that wellness? Can you imagine the impact that we would have on people around us? If they went, oh my gosh, do you know what? Like they're they're going through the hardest time. Someone they love just died, their relationship just broke up, they're going through so much stress. Everything is going wrong, but they're peaceful. They've got this joy. What's wrong with them? How can they be like that? That's not even explainable. But that's what God can do. And that's what God does, yeah? might be strange according to the world, but in the kingdom of God, it's very normal. In the kingdom of God, there is wellness, peace, joy, rest, courage, victory, and like a million other things, yeah? Philippians 3 verse 20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah? Our citizenship is in heaven. So we are not citizens of earth. We are citizens of heaven. So if we are citizens of heaven, then we have access to everything in heaven. Yeah? We have access to everything in heaven. So if there is no sickness in heaven, then we can experience wellness on earth. If God promises to wipe every tear from our eye, then we can know what it is for him to heal our heart on earth. I was chatting with a friend the other day and I said, I was so amazing decorating the tree that we could invite so many people from the community in to just share that with us. And it's so good to invite the community in and to invite people in because they kind of discover that we're not totally weird, we're kind of relatable, we can have a conversation about life just like you can, we can have conversations about our children and our interests and and all that kind of thing. So they discover that, oh, these people are relatable, they're kind of cool and nice, but in all honesty... We're still supposed to be a little bit strange. We're not supposed to be normal, you know, because God's normal is a little bit strange. God's normal is supernatural. God's normal is that we live in a totally different way because if you've got Jesus and you've got God, you've got a whole lot of stuff that everybody else needs, yeah? It's got to be strange strange in terms of peace beyond understanding yeah peace that goes way beyond every storm that we're facing the trials that we are enduring that's a little strange isn't it it's a little strange when I had my second miscarriage years ago and I know I've shared this lots of times but you know what Sometimes there's new people that need to hear it as well. Sometimes there's people that haven't heard our story before. And you know what? I don't think we ever get to a point where God says, I don't want you to share that testimony anymore. I don't want you to share that awesome thing that, you, that I did in your life. I don't want you to share that healing that I brought. You know, God wants us to be testifying to the things that he's done in our lives till we go home to the heavenlies, yeah? So when I suffered those miscarriages, especially the second one, and I should have been depressed and I should have been wiped out and life should have been falling apart and I should have been consumed with anxiety and jealousy for other people around me that were getting pregnant when I couldn't. You know, I remember very distinctly going into my bedroom in Caroline Springs and spending a couple of hours worshipping and I came out a different person, totally healed, totally joyful totally peaceful because the supernatural is totally natural to god yeah see strange is beauty for ashes isn't it strange is beauty for ashes it really is you know because god wants to bestow upon us a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning how amazing is our god and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. That's God's normal. That is God's absolute normal, you know, that God can make something beautiful out of something absolutely terrible that we're going through. It's kind of strange, isn't it? But it's funny how he does it over and over and over and over again. God has done it so many times in my life. So during my dad's recent battle with cancer, it was kind of a pretty rotten storm to be going through. But in the midst of that, he met Jesus. Now for 21 years, I had been praying for my dad to meet Jesus and he did not want to of it. He was not interested in God. He would shut me down. He would end the conversation. I'm sure that he thought I was particularly strange, yeah? who did not want a bar of it. But in the midst of that storm, one of the favourite moments of my life happened. It's extraordinary how often in the storms the most significant and powerful moments can happen as well. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. In December last year, while we were sitting in a hospital room, my dad asked Jesus into his life. And it was definitely one of the most amazing phenomenal, you know, incredible experiences of my life. I'd say of his too, but I'm just sharing from my point of view. And the fact that I was able to share that with him seems like such an incredible privilege, you know. And as we lay there and I prayed for my dad and he invited Jesus into his life and I watched him have this incredible moment with God. I just watched The presence of God just wash all over him the love of God totally fill him he just was in this other place like he was there in the room but there was this heavenly moment going on you know there was this encounter going on and and I was just watching him just so overwhelmed by the love of God and the goodness of God and this moment just kind of kept going on for quite a while and I thought I don't want to say anything and ruin it and my dad was lying in the hospital bed and I was kind of leaning over the hospital bed and you know after about 10 or 15 minutes kind of got quite awkward in that position but because I didn't want to ruin this moment my dad was having I was like don't move don't move don't move eventually I did move you know (laughs) but that was extraordinary to see God bring beauty from ashes was phenomenal you know and now he's with his heavenly father he's in the heavenlies and there's no sickness and there's no pain and there's no heartache you know when someone that you love is dying from cancer it should just be totally horrendous should be horrific it should be heartbreaking um and it was lots of those things in moments but there was also great peace and great love and great encounters with God and and just heavenly experiences in the middle of that. You know, when I was scared, God would comfort me. When I felt broken, He had put me back together. Um, He constantly loved on me and encouraged me. And it was amazing how in all those moments when I really needed love and encouragement, that I would get a text message or a phone call from my church family And it would be the perfect word at the perfect time in exactly how I was feeling. That's how good God is. Don't we know God uses other people, yeah? It's not just the Bible, not just worship, you know. Um, God uses people all the time to speak into your life. God uses people all the time to minister the love and the heart of God. So God used this family in such a mighty way when I was journeying through that. He even provided supernatural money. Who loves supernatural money? I love supernatural money. Who loves money? Bring it on. I'm quite fine with an abundance of everything God has for me. You know, but I, I took all these flights to Brisbane. I went to Brisbane and I bought um, food for my dad for my brother, I paid for medical expenses, I paid for medicine, I paid for a whole lot of plane flights and taxis and Ubers and all sorts of things and you know what, in the natural, I would not have had the finance to be able to do that but God is faithful and he provided over and over and over again, yeah? Can I remind you of something today? God does not depart when the going gets tough, yeah? God does not depart when the going gets tough. He's right in the midst of the messiest, of the messiest, even if we've created them ourselves, because who knows, I'm sure I've created a stack of messy situations, not because God wanted me to, but because that's the choice that I made. But God is in the midst of all of it. God told me the day that my dad was actually going to get saved, I was spending some time in worship that morning, and um, my dad was not a big conversationalist. So, often you had to kind of guess what he was thinking about or um, what was on his mind. So, he wasn't a real wordsmith. He was very quiet and very kind and quite introverted. He could sit there for five, six hours a day just reading books in retirement. So, and you might get a sentence or two out of him <laughs> during that time. So God told me the day that he was going to receive Jesus into his heart and God even gave me the words to say because it was quite an awkward conversation to have, to be honest. I said, well, I'm not really sure what to say to him. God, he shut me down a whole lot of times before this. So God is so good that he understood that was awkward for me and he even gave me the exact words to speak for that to happen. And um, I even remember a few years ago, this is how good God is, when the Holy Spirit really prompted me to start visiting my dad. So when our boys were young and we lived in Melbourne, uh, my dad would come every six months and he would stay for a week and he would drive from Brisbane because he didn't like aeroplanes. And he just did that for years while my boys were little and it was so beautiful. He'd hang out with us for the whole week. I would always cry at the end of the week. Andrew would always be prepared that I would be crying at the end of the week when my dad was leaving. And he would go. But um, when we moved up here, my dad retired soon after that. So he came up for a visit once, but then he just stopped visiting. And we offered for him to come for Christmas and pay for airfares. and But he just didn't come. I don't know why he didn't come, because my dad was not a man of many words. So that is a mystery that I will have till I meet him in the heavenlies. So when the Holy Spirit started prompting me to spend time with my dad, I hadn't seen him for four or five years Because who knows that taking a whole family on an aeroplane is a little bit of an expense. So it's kind of not something that we do all the time. So it had been a while since I had seen my dad. And anyway, God just kept prompting me, go visit your dad. Go spend time with your dad, Melanie. And I thought, how am I going to do this without everyone in my family wanting to come with me? (laughs) So we started a new tradition in our family, which I think we might have got the idea from Ross or Ali, that when our boys turned 10, they would get to go to Brisbane and visit Pop and visit a theme park. So it worked out really well, because that way Nathan couldn't come, because Nathan is beautiful, but you know, if I'm going somewhere, he definitely wants to be there, so we worked it so that Samuel and I could go, and um, we went, and we had such a great week, we hung out with my dad, and... We went to a theme park and we just had a really good time just connecting with him. My dad was so overjoyed just to spend time with us and be with us. And then a year later, Nathan turned 10. So again, we headed off to Brisbane and Nathan and I spent lots of time with dad and I think we went to a few extra theme parks. Nathan had educated himself a little bit. Samuel was not happy so you know Nathan knows how to get what he wants so he ensured that we were going to go to a couple of theme parks and we had such a great time my dad just loved it he really did and you know what it was I actually think from when Nathan and I came home that it was less than a year after that that my dad got sick and as I've thought about that I'm like how good is God like how good is God that he prompted me to visit, He prompted me to spend time with Him. He prompted me to just love on Him and connect Him because God knew what was coming, but He actually gave me that time. He gave us that time. He created those memories. You know, if I hadn't have listened to God, it could have been seven years since I saw my dad and then he became unwell. So, you know, God is so good, yeah, because He sees all and He knows all and He brings good from all. So I am so thankful to God. Well, I'm so thankful that I chose to listen to his voice, yeah? Who knows God's kind of really smart? It's kind of pretty amazing, isn't he? God says to do something. It's kind of a really good idea to do it because there's normally a really good reason because I could have ignored that voice. I could have not listened to that inner voice that was prompting me to do that and I would have missed out on so much beautiful time with my dad. So I am so thankful to God. He bought beauty from ashes, didn't he? He fulfilled that promise um, in Acts 31 that says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your family. I love that, yeah? I waited 21 years to experience that. I waited 21 years to see that happen in my dad. The Passion's translation says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your family. cool, isn't it? Who's believing for a family member to come to Jesus? Yeah. Anyone? Are we believing for a few family members? I'm still believing for more of my family members. And who knows? There's like cousins and aunties and uncles and mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and sister-in-laws and brothers-in-law. That's like a whole stack of people that we can be believing in for Jesus, can't we? So you know what? We're going to pray. I want you to put a couple of those people in the forefront of your mind because this is not just about me talking. This is about God moving, yeah? This is about testifying to what God's done and allowing that to be released in more of us. This is about saying, thank you, Jesus, that you saved my dad, but you have more fathers to save. And more mothers to save. And more brothers and sisters. God has so many people. God has an entire world of people that he wants to know and meet with his son, Jesus. So pop that person in the forefront of your mind. And we're going to pray. Yeah? Because just like the song, he's the way maker. He is the miracle worker. We're not. We don't have to figure it all out. We don't have to make the miracle happen. He is the miracle worker. He is our promise keeper. So when God says you and your family will be saved, he's a promise keeper. He's our light in the darkness and he makes a way where there doesn't seem to be one. He keeps his word. He keeps his promises and he's promised that our families will be saved. So let's claim that. Let's call that in. You know, Let's not only pray for that but thank God for it. Declare it, call it in. So we thank you, Jesus, that you have a plan and a purpose and a destiny for every one of our family members. I thank you that it is your desire, God, that none would perish. We say amen to that, that every man, woman, child would know your son, Jesus, that they would know the depths of your love, Father, that they would know the joy of receiving you and walking with you and talking with you, So today, God, we say thank you. We say thank you that you have a destiny. Thank you that you have a plan. Thank you that you're using us, God, to be the light, to be the love, Father, to see our family saved. So Holy Spirit, draw them near, draw them close. We pray for heavenly, angelic God encounters for our family members that they will be sitting in their homes or driving in their cars or in their workplaces, and they are going to encounter you, Lord, in glorious ways, Father, that they are going to have heavenly encounters, angelic encounters and that they would know that they know that they know, God, that you are for them, that you love them, that you believe in them, God, and you are after their hearts. We thank you that Jesus paid the price. Thank you, Jesus, that it's done, it's finished. Everything that needs to be done is done. So we receive, God, in Jesus' name. We receive salvations. We receive family members that know you, that love you, God, that will walk and talk with you, that we can rejoice in our faith together in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep thanking God for that, yeah? Keep thanking him on a daily basis, yeah? So God has thoroughly convinced me, which I'm so thankful he has over all the years, that, um, that there's nothing he can't break through, That there is nothing too monumental, that there is no pain too big, no grief so great, no storm too strong, no addiction too addictive, no loss so huge that he cannot break through and bring beauty for ashes and joy for mourning and praise for despair. Don't you love Waymaker? He's working even when you don't feel he's working. He's moving even when you don't feel he's moving. God is on the move 24-7. He is our light in the darkness. And my son Nathan and I had a great conversation the other day. He asked me a question. He goes, "Mom, if the world was totally dark, and there was like no light, and it was like formless and void, and God brought the light, well, how did he bring the light, Mum? Because the whole world was dark. There was no light. How did he bring light? I said, wow, great question, Nath. Let me think about that for a moment. So I thought about it for a moment and I said, well, I guess it's kind of because God is light. God is light. So because God is light, he was able to bring the light because God is light himself. So after that, I thought I should look up some scriptures about this. I should discover what God says about that so I can encourage my son in his faith a little bit. So John 8 Verse 12 says, "When Jesus spoke again to the people, He said, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." 1 John 1:5 says, "God is light." Psalm 27 verse one says, "The Lord is my light and my salvation." I love that. God's the light in the darkness." Who's ever found themselves in a really dark place? <laughs> Be honest. Might like two and <laughs> Put up our legs, do. Who's ever found themselves in a dark place? It's kind of normal, isn't it? It's really normal we all find ourselves in places like that. You know, my year, there's definitely been some really dark moments for me this year. Looking after someone that was terminally ill and and trying to care for my family here and care for my family in Brisbane, um, you know, flying back and forth all the time and then losing my dad, you know, that took a real toll on me and for a while um, after my dad passed, I felt really wiped out, you know, the grief of losing him and kind of having to do life without him and learn how life works without him was really tough. So my mum and my brother who I love so much, both have um, mental health illnesses. So my dad was kind of the person, you know, he was kind of the solid person. He was the person I could depend on. If I rang him, he would be there for me. He was always concerned about my wellness and, and how I was doing. So suddenly when he wasn't there anymore, that was really tough. And so in the midst of my grief, I discovered something really cool. That every time I turned towards God, he was there for me. Yeah? Every single time. He was waiting for me, embracing me, loving me, healing me. Um, He was being who I needed him to be in every moment that I needed him to be that. He had words of encouragement, words of love, words of healing... He had arms to wrap around me while I cried and cried (laughs) and cried. You know, God has been so good to me and he has been there for me every step of the way. He has not left me to deal with any of it on my own. He has not exited the bus. He has just been a part of the entire journey. And when I've been overwhelmed, he's brought me peace so how was he able to do that because that's who he is yeah that's who he is he is peace he is love he is joy he's comfort he's our healer he is so many wonderful extraordinary things so my question is who do you need him to be today Who do you need him to be for you today? Because I shared a couple of weeks ago that every circumstance or situation or place we find ourselves in is just an opportunity for God to reveal more of himself and more of his character and more of his goodness and more of his love. You know, even if we're in a big mess, yeah? Even if we're in a big mess... And we've put ourselves in a big mess. God's still okay. He can handle it. I read an awesome quote by Christine Kane on Instagram. I want to share it with you because it's really good. It says, we all make mistakes. We all say things we shouldn't. Right up there with that. (laughs) We all do things we shouldn't. We all think things we shouldn't. We all don't say things we should. We all don't do things we should. And we all don't think things we should. We all need forgiveness, grace and mercy daily. Amen. So if you're in a bit of a mess, God can handle it, yeah? Because there's no condemnation. There's just an opportunity to press into Father. There is just an opportunity for God to reveal more of himself to you in the circumstance that you're walking through. God's ready, yeah? God's ready. Sometimes it takes us a while to get ready, but God's ready. God's ready. He's waiting. He's been waiting forever for you, yeah? God's just been waiting. He's waiting to comfort us. He's waiting to give us strength. He is waiting to be our peace. He is waiting to lift our grief off us. He is waiting to speak into our future. God is waiting. God is forever waiting. My husband and I played this really cool song at our wedding, and it's called Waiting for You by Rebecca St. James. And it's an old song now because we've been married for a while. (laughs) I listened to it the other day. I'm like, I love this. It's a little bit dated, but I'm still loving it. Still loving it. And it's called Waiting For You. And I loved the song because I guess I felt like I'd been waiting a long time, you know. I felt like I had waited to meet the right person. I had waited to be called a wife. I had waited to fall in love with the right man that God brought into my life. I had waited for the timing to be right and for, um, for his children to be ready, to accept a wicked stepmother. <laughs> so, you know, when we played that song, I was like, I feel like I've been waiting for such a long time, God. And in reality, it probably wasn't that long. I'm probably just a really impatient person. I think it was like a year and seven months or something till we got married. And a lot of people wait a lot longer than that. But for me, that felt like a really long time. So I felt prompted by God to, um, to listen to this song the other day. And I want to read it to you because as I listened to it, I thought in that moment that was God's song for us. But as I listened to those words over and over, I was like, that's God's song to us. Yeah. That's God's song to all of us. You know, that's the things that God's crying out to us and calling out to us. So this is God speaking to you this morning through me because God speaks through people, yeah? It says, Darling, did you know I dream about you, waiting for the look in your eyes when we meet for the first time? And darling, did you know that I pray about you, praying that you will hold on, keep your loving eyes only for me because I am waiting for you praying for you darling wait for me too wait for me as I wait for you because I'm waiting for you praying for you darling wait for me too wait for me as I wait for you Maybe the worship team can come up now. That would be awesome. We're just going to play something. See, God's always waiting for you. God is always waiting for us. I love that that's the beauty of God, you know. Um, God's waiting for us to turn to him. God's waiting for us to press into him. He's not angry because we messed up or because we got it wrong or because we fell short, yeah, He's just waiting. He's forever waiting for us to turn to him, to set our eyes on him, to set our hearts on him. He's waiting to love us. He's waiting to bring healing to us. He is waiting for us to simply turn and set our eyes upon him. It's pretty extraordinary, isn't it? It's pretty amazing that he's always waiting for us. You know, he's just waiting for us to turn because he's there, he's forever present. He's forever in every moment. He's forever in every circumstance. He's just waiting for us to turn. He's just waiting for us to fix our eyes. He's just waiting to keep us in perfect peace. So who wants to discover more of who God wants to be for us today? Because I do. I want to experience more. I want to discover more. I want to go to deeper places in Him. I want to encounter Him in ways that, that I haven't ever because God always has more. Yeah I, I encountered ways. I encountered God in ways that I never would have without going on that journey with my dad. I discovered things about God that I never would have discovered without that journey. And God always wants to reveal more and be more to us, yeah. So we're gonna stand. I'm gonna open the altar. If you would like prayer, well, my gosh, I would love to pray for you. I'd so love to pray for you. But we're going to pray together too because, you know, God calls our heart. He just he calls out. He cries out. You know, that's in our inner being. There is a longing in us. We are created by God, for God, to know him, to love him, to worship him. That is who we are. We are sons and daughters of God. reckon we kind of all want a little bit more yeah so why don't we pray let's pray together and then if you would love prayer we would love to pray for you up the front thank you lord we just love that you are in this place lord we love your presence 24 7 We thank you that you love us so much and that you're so good to us, God, that you chose for us to not have to spend one second without you. We thank you that Jesus, that Jesus paid the price and assured, God, that we could walk daily with you, that we could walk moment by moment, circumstance by circumstance, the good, the bad, the ugly, Lord that you would be with us and embrace us and strengthen us through it all, Lord. And this morning we just say yes, God. We say yes to more of you. We say yes to your comfort, God. We say yes, Lord, that you would come and heal the broken places in our heart, God, that you would lift grief off us, Father, that you would lift pain off us, Jesus, that, that that you would come, God, in Jesus' name and bring healing to our hearts. I love that we can have an encounter with you, God. Pain can go and brokenness can leave, God. I love that the supernatural is natural for you, God. And you are so real and present in this place, Father. So we surrender ourselves. We surrender our lives, God. We surrender our circumstances, our pain, our disappointment, God, our grief, our heartache, Lord, and we give you permission, Lord, to come, to heal, Father, to make brand new. We switch our focus, God. We just turn to you, God. We lean in. We press in, Lord. We say yes to all, to all that you would do. You're such a good, good Father. You're such a beautiful God. We stand in awe. So have your way right now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you're healing hearts, Lord. I thank you that you're just lifting burdens, Jesus. I thank you that heaviness is leaving and freedom is coming because it's who you are, Lord. We love you so much. We love you so much. We love you so much. We honour you in this place. What a joy it is to be your children. What a joy it is to be held by you. You're held in the arms of your heavenly Father today. He's got you. Yeah, he's got you. He's with you. He's for you. He's crazy about you. What a good, good Father. continue to move Father it's not finished here but that as we just walk out of this place you're with us as we go into our weeks you're with us Lord I thank We're going to come back and just testify to your goodness, God. We're going to testify to your mercy, to your kindness.